Three aliens stand at the top of a staircase coming out of their newly landed UFO to a crowd of onlooking humans. One alien is at the bottom of the stairs, having clearly fallen. One alien at the top of the stairs says to the other two, Wonderful! Just wonderful! So much for instilling them with a sense of awe! An old man with a cape stands in an open window and yells to an elderly woman, Dang! Now where was I going? The caption reads, Superman in his later years. Noah stands atop his ark and yells to animals paired in twos, Now listen up! We're going to do this alphabetically. The zebras in the crowd say, Damn. These are examples of cartoons that come up in a Google image search for most famous Far Side comics. The Far Side is a surrealist single-panel comic created by Gary Larson, which ran from December 31st, 1979 to January 1st, 1995. At its peak, the comic ran in 1,900 daily newspapers and has been the subject of more page-a-day calendars than one could possibly care to count. Three years prior to the end of the Far Side's run, a different and much more focused on its own penis than surrealism, Far Side was getting set to begin their own run with the release of a debut LP that is often cited as one of hip-hop's most influential albums. But do the musical merits of these SoCal Jokers still keep us in stitches? Or is this ride just too bizarre? We review the Far Side's Bizarre Ride to the Far Side, this week on... Welcome to Gold Don't Rust, the only podcast about hip-hop that puts your nostalgia on trial. And today, we are acting like hyperactive adolescent boys as we get into the far side's bizarre ride to the far side. But before we get into this, let me introduce my co-host for the day. Mm -hmm. We have with us, as always, the suburban dope himself. I like to call him the prom king. God damn it. It's the Black Lebowski. It's Andrew Barrow. Yeah, what's going on, man? That's Andrew Barrow. That's me. Yeah, yeah. And of course, as always, we have everybody's favorite curmudgeon. You should probably know him as King Petty. It is Rick motherfucking Rex. It's Rick Strip Jr. Yes, sir. The far sick. Yes, the sir. Far-sick. You're the far sick. We All are right, here. So we're here. We yes. have your thankful. Yeah, we, you know, I'm thankful for all y'all. You know, thankful for sure. the show. Thankful for the friendship. All that shit, man. All that, all that, all that, all that. Just get it out of the way. Get out our thanks. I'm always thanks. thankful. Yeah. Did you notice that? Have you guys noticed that since? Since the pandemic, and I'm not talking about the pandemic, but I'm just saying since the pandemic, yeah, it, shit's not the same anymore. No, you know, 
Like shit's not the same. You know what I mean? Like you go back, like you go back like 10 years. Yeah. 20 years. Like there was not even like cryptocurrency. You know what I mean? I could get canceled for these views. Yeah. Yeah. Just want you guys to know. That's real. That's right. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's getting canceled tonight because we are talking about. Yes. It's a, a roller coaster. Ride, definitely. It's a roller coaster of emotions. Yes. Rick, do you want to give us the background information on Bizarre Ride to the Far Side? Mm-hmm. Yes. Roman numeral two. Years old, which is wild. Uh, released on Delicious Vinyl slash East West Records, both record labels that I don't really recognize other than Farside. I have no idea what those what yeah, that record know. label is I don't at know all. What that is, which is almost uh, impressive considering how, how big this got, especially the one signal. But we'll get yeah, there. They didn't make enough money to sign anybody else. That's uh, they just didn't exist before this, and they were unknown, and they didn't have connections. Right, it wasn't like one of those things. This, they probably made money. They probably could. Have well, maybe after. That's what I'm saying. Right. Maybe uh, there was there was actually technically four singles. Four Yamama, singles from this. Yamama was the only one released before the album, Yamama, and then right. of course "Passing Me By," which is the classic. Everybody right. knows "Passing Me By." For better or for worse, and "Other Fish" were all singles after. Okay. Okay. Uh, Far Side is made up of four MCs yes. at this time. Anyway, it's Imani, Slim Kid Three, mm-hmm. Booty Three. Brown, and Fat Lip. I like that mm-hmm. Slim Kid Three was ahead of the curve on screen names. Well, what's interesting. Actually, let's save that. We'll get there. Uh, also, at, at, at the time of recording this album, there was a fifth member of Farside who was the producer. His name is Jay Swift. Mm-hmm. He did all but one track on this album, and then he actually left the group before the album was released. Oh, wow. Huh. Oh, okay. Oh, he was a very sucks. talented producer. Yeah. Very, very talented. All right, makes okay. sense. However, there's a lot of vinyl been... represses going on. Yeah. The random things I wanted to mention. Um, About.com listed this as number 73 on their 100 of all time, any genre. Huh. Pitchfork. Any genre, Jeez. number 80. Huh. Uh, Chris Rock put this as his number five. Chris Rock put it at number wow. five. Okay. It's top uh, five for Chris Rock. The wow. Source had this on their 100 best rap albums of all time. Sheesh. And also, even though this guy says a lot of things like this, at one point in 2010, Kanye West said, and I quote, this is my favorite album of all time. He says shit like wow. that all the time. I don't take anything he does. He says serious. He does. But if you were to take a, a grouping of all the times he said that and look at the albums, it's a pretty fucking dope list. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just, but also, not, like, not that I'm Kanye saying him saying everything it holds, is fucking yeah. the greatest of all time. It's Kanye. Right. So it doesn't right. necessarily hold weight, but it's important to bring up, I think, because he only says it about things that usually that he really fall loves. in line. Yes. I mean, Chris, right. Chris Rock Which put it top Chris five. Rock put it at number five. Top That's crazy. Five yeah. for Chris five? Rock. Five? Man. Five? One. Of all time? So, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the extent of the background. So. Well, Let's right. talk about okay. our own personal backgrounds of this shit, right? Yes, of course, as we always do. It is time to discuss our personal backgrounds with this album. Today yeah. we begin with Andrew 
Barrow. What's your background with Bizarre? Yeah, Rex, yeah, Bizarre yeah, yeah, Side? yeah. So I mean, all I re- I really know of this album is uh, is passing me by. It was in it was an Eight Mile. I mean, I heard it before that. My you know my uncles is one of their favorite songs. Other than that, I have I have I have nothing. I've never heard this album in full. I've okay. always known who Farside is, but I've never sat down and I was like, I want to listen to some Farside. I've never done that. So this is a first okay. for me. Okay. Okay. A freshy, freshy for Drew. Rick, Fresh. what's your what's your background with Bizarre Rides of the Farside? So than it actually is. Um, I didn't hear this in '92, but I definitely heard it somewhere in the four to '96 range. I remember um, having this on CD. Uh, if you had asked me like a month ago what I thought about this album, I would have told you I loved it. But I realized that when listening to this for for research for tonight's episode, I really love Farside's second album, Lab Cabin California, Lab and I Cabin still listen California to that is pretty regularly. Pretty good, right? But I think the the memory in my head of that album has kind of become my memory of this group in its entirety. Right. And I didn't realize until checking back on this that I only knew two of these songs very well. Obviously, Passing Me By, and we'll get to the other one later. Okay. But um, I thought I was much more familiar with this album than I actually am. And that's almost a good thing, because it almost allowed me to approach this with fresh ears, especially because, without getting into too much Lab Cabin California... It's much different than their second album. Right. So it, it certainly is. It certainly so it kind is. of was a fresh experience for me as well. Okay. Two fresh experiences. I remember really liking this album when I was a younger teenager. It came out in 92. Somehow this came across my radar around the age of like 14, 15. I had it on CD. And I listened to it enough i guess that i thought i really liked it i had it on vinyl i did sell it but i had it on vinyl it was like a special edition and i got a fair amount of money for it so the vinyl resale market also says people like this one right but listening through it now a lot of it just wasn't connecting with me as something i remembered somehow so i think it might be forgettable we should go through it track by track. Yeah. I do think, real quick before we start that, I do think that um, it's important to note, at least for me and you, Pat, because we're... Yeah, so the one thing I wanted to say was um, this did accidentally become like almost a white boy or a hip-hop starter kit for people who weren't the streets people um, yes. at this time. Yeah. So like with, with De La Soul, there was like what they called, what was it, the Daisy? There was this... Right. this uprising of artists and groups at the time who weren't making what everyone knew as the rap music that we heard, right? Yes. Everything was was Dre and Snoop and gangsta shit and street shit. So when when the quote alternative shit came, it almost became uh, a joke without being funny, if that makes sense. It was like a trope for people like me or like Pat to like far side. Right. Because yeah. it was it was our entryway into this new thing. Even though I was, you know, I was more into hip hop beyond this before this ever came out. Right. But the you know, I'm the cool white kid who listens to rap music. I like Far Side. I like Tribe Called Quest. I like, I like De, De La Soul. Soul. Right. Definitely. Right. That's exactly yeah. what so it was. So I think that's yes. probably how it and crossed both that. of our radars, Pat. And that's and I had that, you know. I, yeah. And I wasn't that guy at all, but like I still obviously 
related to people like that and knew people like that. So it's probably how it crossed. Yeah, but I mean, like, Tribe Called Quest and De La Soul are fucking dope, fucking too. Ew. Well, you know, that's the thing. Fucking ill. Like, it un- also unbelievable speaks, classics. Yes. It also speaks a lot to our, our East Coast bias, whether we realize it or not, which we'll get sure. to as we go further. I mean, but, I guess it speaks to East Coast bias, but I think it's genuinely good music. Of course it is. Sourced from, from great materials with a lot of care and thought put into it. I, yeah. You know, and this, <laughs> this falls... You're giving away so many points of view right this now. This <laughs> falls into that camp, though. And this Farside does in general. Farside's, Stylistically, Farside's yes. Farside's the beginning of that underground nerd rap movement. Right, right. As we go through this track by track, so let's not even touch the intro because it's just instrumental. The only thing it's I want to cool. say about the intro is uh, there's two things, actually. First of all, it's called For Better or For Worse. Right. Instrumental or interlude or whatever it's called. Interlude. Which is the name of a song later in the album that isn't the next song. And they do that a few times, and it's very weird to me. It is weird. Usually, if there's a skit or an interlude called something, it's immediately preceding the track of the similar or exact name. Right. And then it's much further away from it. Yeah, they do that like three different times on here. It's very weird. It's very strange. I don't understand. I also find this intro or interlude or whatever. Very strange, but almost fittingly strange, because on an album where you have four MCs, sometimes featured with five, and a lot of very weird, you know, flows and subject matter and content and styles, like, it's all a lot of different things. To open with just a beat and a short one at that that doesn't change that much seems so out of style to fit with the rest of the far side music. It It doesn't doesn't make any sense. But... In saying that, maybe I'm apologizing for them, but in saying that, it almost makes it make sense because nothing they do makes sense to me. I mean, I don't give a fuck about anything you just said. This shit makes no (laughs) sense at all, and I don't like it is what I'm saying. I don't know why they did that. I'm not sure. I hear you, but like respectfully, (laughs) I don't give a shit about none of that. Because right, it so just, I, see, it I just, see where tonight's going. It doesn't make any sense, bro. What is that? It doesn't make right. any sense what whatsoever. I don't know why it's there. I just wanted to skip it because it's it's a nothing burger. It's 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 what 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 they they might as well track. just start off with the next song. They might as well just do that. Why don't they why, right. why don't they just go into right. all shit? Okay. Why not and do the that? Next song. Oh shit. So to comment on what I was saying initially in the beginning. This is juvenile. Okay. And to listen to it as an adult, I'm I'm good. So I don't need do it. You, do you mean juvenile in structure or juvenile in tone or both? Entirely. Okay. So in tone, I think it's supposed to be. I think that's kind of part of Farside's thing. That, I mean, They're just having thing. fun. Right. They're goofing sure. around. Even when they talk about serious things, which will happen later, right. they're always just goofing around. Right. Right. Okay. So juvenile in tone, I don't think is a bad thing. Now, I get the whole goofing around thing, <laughs> but like the shit is lame. You know what I'm saying? So what I like about this song immediately is that uh, all three of these dudes sound cool when they rap. Do they? Right. I think they do. They're, they're not normal 
rhyme pattern guys. They're not normal voice or flow guys. I can see why this became an album that let white people get an open door into hip hop. I okay. will say that from their it's approach different. to it's flows. weird. Yeah. Not, now, it, not it's different and weird. It sounds like it's made by people that have no connection to the culture that originated it because it's completely ooh. disconnected from that culture. Sonically, it is much different, at least from what was known of that culture at the time. Yeah. However, I think where you're discounting it is I think there was a whole patch of people within that culture who didn't relate to Dr. Dre. And that's why this was huge, because a lot of a lot of kids, no matter what color they were or where they grew up, a lot of kids heard this and were like, this makes well, much more sense to me yes. than anything else does. Well, I mean, right. yes. I mean, look, De La yeah. Soul and Tribe, you know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, they were they were they were doing that and all that. But there's 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 lyrics like I'm so slick that they need to call me Grease. So it's yeah, it's playful. Here's what caught me more Get than the, the fuck out of here with this pony boy ass shit. Pony boy, this, this, are you an outsider? Are you in a gang <laughs> with your greased up hair? Danny Zuko, <laughs> what the fuck is happening right now? Is that is like is that what they're going for? Is that supposed to be like funny? Kaniki, what here's the what fuck makes it lame, right? And he, maybe here's why I say it doesn't sound cool. Well, but but the content is much different than the style for these types of guys. Right, but the content, here's the problem with the content, is they're really trying to be funny, but nothing also, they're saying is funny. There's not a joke or a punchline well, on Well, that's here. why I don't want to nitpick lyrics like, I'm so slick, call me Grease, because Redman could say that and it could sound cool. My problem is the content, okay? So this <laughs> song is called Oh Shit, and it's about like uh, moments where your boys might go, oh shit, right? right. It's yeah. Very on the nose. Yeah. So the first verse is Slim Kid 3. I have no idea what his oh shit moment is about. No, it doesn't make no. sense. It's kind of about know. nursery rhymes or something. I don't really get it. Right. right. It doesn't make any sense. Imani is the second verse. Right. And his verse makes sense to me. It's about him fucking his friend's mom and he gets caught. Right. right. Yeah, I got that. You got you to gotta make sure you're having sex with mom. But the way he's saying it, like it, it's so juvenile. And this sound, even the way they put together the album, I love the beats on here. Right. But even the way they produce these vocals, all like the gang backup vocal ad lib tracks, it's like it sounds like a schoolyard full of 12 year olds just talking about their boners on a swing set. <laughs> well, like, I don't want to hear hold it. Hold on. Yeah, Speak, it's, it's, don't want to hear it, though. Lame. Let me finish my thought about what the verses are about. Okay. So okay. the third verse. By Fat Lip, who as a kid about, was my favorite. Sex with a guy. Yeah. Right? As a kid, Fat Lip was my favorite. And as I listen to this now, I realize Fat Lip has some weird things going on on many, many different songs. Fat Lip's a strange man. Yeah. So his verse is about a, getting caught with a transsexual. Yeah. Which I won't it's make a judgment about in and of itself, but I will say that to say this is in that 92, like ahead of his time? that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Is that that's like ahead of his time? And he not only that, he, with he's trannies? he's joking about it like it's funny. Which at the time, if you even like, you know, there was everything was full masculine, right? Right. Yeah. So for him to even make a joke like "ha ha, oh shit, it was a dude," is kind of like way outside the pocket that's, for what normal hip hop was at the time. Yeah, right, what yeah. the fuck, bro? And I even do respect the differentness of that. It took me a minute to understand, but even then. I was like, 
nigga, I'm not fucking with that. Um, Why are you telling me this? Right. Like, if, if your point is being progressive and you're supportive of different lifestyles, that's great. Full yeah, thumbs up for me. This no, it's not. I don't think that's what this is at all. No, this is a homo. This is exactly. But it's yeah. it's if you're so worried about homophobia or transphobia or whatever, why right. is it your verse and it's funny? Like, oh no, they had she had long feet. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Right. It's just a very weird. Exactly. That nigga's gay, one. bro. Fuck you talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga's gay, bro. Yo, like I had a I had a I had a boondocks moment listening to that shit because like you know, like in the boondocks that like the young boy Riley and he just calls everything gay. He yeah. just be like, uh, nigga, you gay. <laughs> like that shit there, nigga, you gay, that's bro. Funny. Get the fuck out of <laughs> that's here. Funny as and that's funny. And the, and oh, the thing shit. is, it's like, it's like, yo, just tell us, oh, bro. Shit. Like your friends clearly know you put that shit in the song. You clear like this must right. have happened. Like who jokes like this? The this last, isn't like I'm like what what, yeah. what kind of joke is that? The last that's thing I'll funny. say is I do kind of like the production. It's funky. It sounds like live I instruments. Love the, production. the production's great. However, every single song I on this see, album, I love the production. My only criticism of the production here and many times throughout the album is it almost sounds frantic. Like yeah, you said some of the background vocals sound like all your boys screaming on the playground. Yeah. I feel like the beats kind of sound like that sometimes too. Like they could have. They could have right. made it less noise and more focused. It it well, they were sounds super high, right? But it's, yeah, it it sounds very high. cluttered sometimes, like very frantic, and not in a comfortable way. I can see that. Yeah. I I appreciate the layers of what's going on for sure. It's it's J Swift did his yeah. did his thing here, and again, yeah. it feels it it all feels very juvenile, front to back. I mean, everything. Yes. I love the production, but it doesn't. The production doesn't make it not feel juvenile. Agreed. On a few tracks, it does. So the, but the third track, the Drew, what's it, it called? The third track is called It's Jigaboo Time. Right. Oh, yeah. So it's a skit. Yeah, um, sure, it's a skit. So it's... It's not funny, though. Well, but, but what I do like about it, I, I agree that it's not funny, it doesn't sound cool, it's not well executed. It's meant to be that way, though. But I, what yeah, I do like about it is they made no... Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? They, they weren't being shy about where they were going with this. They were right. very clearly right. insulting pretty much every other rapper out at the time who was doing things to be the pop artist. Even if they were the right. street guys, they were trying to make money off it. And this was them saying, you're acting out for the man, and we're not going to do that. Right. This jigaboo right. time, you're dancing. Even to use that word is like, you know, it's, it's a pretty... It's a, uh, it's a loaded it's triggering. word. Yeah. yeah, it's triggering, if you will. And they said that... Purposely, many I times get, I get, I, I get, times. I get why they're doing it. I understand it. Right. I guess I do like the approach. I don't love the execution. No, the execution's terrible. It's, it's not. Right. It's not good. It could have like been better. Beat. I like the piano in it a well, lot. Well, yeah, the beat, of course, because I think it's really interesting and I think it's cool. Again, I think it would be more impactful, even if it was the same words. It would be right. more Im- impactful. If it didn't sound like twelve year olds, <laughs> this is the this is the first track where I wrote. They sound like twelve year old children for real. Yeah, they really That's do. Funny. All over they this do. thing, they do. They sound like little kids. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like the Just talking direction about how of they the got skit, a boner but... in math. That's what that's what this record is. Yeah, which they actually do later, but. 
uh, I don't so like the it. next the next song is track four for better or for, for better worse or for worse for better or for which worse. is the i guess the continuation of the intro but i don't see how it ties to um i don't know how either another another loose concept about uh being married to or deeply in love with something um, right slim right. kid three's first verse is about a chick who's very clearly hip-hop, but her name is Rymalinda, which I always found hilarious. Rymalinda. Yeah. Like, how do you even come up like, with what? that? That's lame, I don't even though. know. That's uh, lame. It's their highest lame. I think, it was, to me, it's not lame because they don't use it more than this verse. If they used it all the time, it would be super lame. But, like, for one verse, it's kind of funny. <laughs> I think it's almost poking fun at, like, the concept songs. I don't know. I, I, I kind of like it. I can't tell if they're making fun of things or if they're just lames. Yeah. Weird though. I feel like they're lames. Like, it doesn't feel like satire comedy to me. It just kind of feels... No, it just feels like these niggas are so lame, We, we talked about, like, um, especially with Wu-Tang, right? Where there's, like, a general concept and each dude kind of brings it his own way. And they tie it together because it's kind of all yeah. about the projects or whatever else. Right. Farside okay. does that, but there's always, like, one dude, and it's usually Fat Lip, who brings an angle <laughs> that's like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? So, right. so Slim Kid, Slim Kid Three's verse on this is about his love of hip hop. Cool, okay. I get it. The next verse is Imani, and his verse is about getting a girl pregnant and feeling forced to marry her, which, while problematic, is pretty clean cut and makes sense with the for better or for worse right. concept. Right, right. Then Fat Lip's verse is him like prank calling a chick and getting really dark and Fat creepy. Lips verse. This shit is here. creepy, bro. What's this he doing? Is this is he's a creep upsetting yeah it's like almost on like pharaoh r word type shit yeah it's he's weirder. a creep bro it's, it's weirder than that. than that it's weirder than that it's super weird bro living out a fantasy yeah. of calling a woman to be and thinking it's funny here's where it bothers they me they think this shit is funny this is funny and playful for them and i'm sitting here going like it's problematic this doesn't age yeah. well and whatsoever. Right. where it really hurts me conceptually as like the nerd who breaks shit down too much is like I said, like the first two verses, I understand it's like their love. It's one guy whose love is abstract. It's music. It's one guy whose love is his love is concrete. It's an actual girl. Right. Or at least the baby coming from the girl. And then his love right. is like creeping girls out by prank calling them. Like I don't, I don't get what the connect is. is. Creeping, your love is creeping <laughs> bitches out. He's the dude he's that when him, he gets he's around, he like like he's like what like he says things and you just look at him like what the fuck is this dude talking about, bro? Yeah. Like, who brought him around? Who brought this nigga, and That's man? what I'm saying. Like, as a kid, yeah. Fat Lip was my favorite, but I'm listening back. Like, what the fuck was wrong with me as a kid? He's like, no. he's like, he's no. like the kind of guy who's like, everybody's, everybody's talking about what they, they eat at a holiday. And he's like, yeah, you ever like take a raw whole pig and just shove your dick in its mouth? <laughs> yeah. You ever do that? And you're that's like, fun. what the I do fuck are you Christmas. talking about, bro? Yeah. Like, what? Are you guys open presents with your stocking? It's Remember weird, you open man. your it's stocking weird. and then you fuck a raw piece of chicken? Yeah, it's <laughs> you like... You when you do that on nigga, Christmas what? morning? Like, what are you talking about, bro? Your new name is Pat <laughs> Yo, it's like, yo, shut the fuck up, man. Yeah, stop shut so, the stop fuck talking, up. bro. This is fucking weird. These you know what I'm saying? legitimately are... <laughs> inexcusably weird it's weird bro <laughs> it's not even like this isn't even cool this isn't even funny that's like really yo picking. like the fact the Your it's the fact out. that like i will be licking i hear like, like i hear mm. him you know like like he oh, says shit. that shit and then he's, he's like so intelligent. Ha, 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 ha. and it's ah. like that's not funny nigga and, like everybody fuck? in the background's like 
like on a schoolyard, like ha ha ha. So you funny. know what it is? What? It's the dude. In, so it's funny. the dude in your weed cipher that when he starts talking, you start to like smell the blunt. Like, is there something else in this? Yo, shit? like what the like, fuck? What are we smoking? It, are, we, are we smoking some other shit? Fat lips smoking this, some dust. This nigga is talking about fucking a pig, bro. What is he talking about? It's like, wait, you want to call up chicks and prank call them? He talks about and act fisting. like you're gonna kill them. Yeah, I don't like it. What Let's the fuck on. are you? I can't that's do it. funny. That's not. That's not. What is that? I took your fingers and I started biting and I scraped the meat off the bone of your leg. Ah, uh, you tried to make me beg, but I had to insist. Run up in your pussy with my fist. Yeah. Like this is what he's saying. <laughs> like that's what he's rapping. Like he's rapping it. You know what I mean? Acting it out to a woman. And who's this is the thing I got. And, and, here, and here's the thing. Out. I have to look. I now funny. have to. I also have to look at them. I gotta look at them differently now too because he spit that verse and they were like. That shit was keep hard, it. Yeah, bro. Keep it. Putting it on the album. Keep that, yo. Keep Definitely that. That, yo, yo, that's, that's that don't even need another take. That's done, bro. That's, that's done. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's funny as shit. Funniest thing I've ever heard. Yo, they're gonna laugh at that. That's so funny. At this they're point children. in the album, what? I start to question what the word bizarre means to them. They're, yeah, they're children, yeah. dude. They're children. So let's move what? on. Children. Let's move on. Yeah, move, move on. Yeah. Move Track on. five, Drew. You gotta tell us the name of that one too. Oh man, fucking track five. <laughs> I'm that type of nigga. Yeah. And so it's I, featuring uh, a dude named Buckwheat, who we'll talk yes. about again in a few tracks. Um, yes. It's just a um, typical posse cut, like saying this is who the fuck I am. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, look, the first, the first verse alone, uh, Fat Lip Fat again. Lip gotta go, man. He says, "I sacked the quarterback to make a cheerleader cheer." Like, yeah. So nigga, the only thing I like you about you didn't play football like your weird <laughs> fucking ass. You didn't make the team, bro. You went to the tryouts and they were like, OK, he's doing weird shit in the locker room. He can't be a part of the team. You get what I'm saying? So what is he talking about? I like he's about in, he's fat in the lips shower first. telling all of the other guys. This in dude's the in the shower. Right. That he's going to treat him like the Thanksgiving. No, he was pig. the male cheerleader. Let's be honest. <laughs> he was definitely the male cheerleader. He had his hair dyed he yellow before people weird. were doing that. This dude is weird, The bruh. only thing I like about his verse isn't actually uh. happening in his verse, but he mentions Thelonious Monk, who I love, but Fat Lip sure. had a solo album that I used to fuck with a lot, which now I need to revisit because I'm sure I hate it. It's, but it was, sure it, was, it was called something that was a very clear multi-rhyme of Thelonious Monk, and I've always loved this multi, and it was called The Loneliest Punk. And the loneliest mm. punk and Thelonious Monk is a great rhyme, but I wish he used it here because otherwise his verse sucks. Yeah, man. Mm. I mean, this nigga can't catch. He can't <laughs> <No>. tackle. <laughs> he no. can't throw. I don't no. know what the fuck he he's can't. talking about. He probably was the male cheerleader. This shit is weird. Uh, and they gave mm. him the first verse now. This it put it put a whole weird tone to the song. Yeah, so he I guess he was kind of supposed to be the scar the star, I guess, but. Can mm. I say this? Go ahead, Pat. Great fucking beat. Great beat. Great, Great beat. Great and I do kind of like Booty Brown's Incredible. verse. Um, so I think what they're trying to do is like tell you who they were as MCs, which I think they all do a good job of. I'm not sure we all want to know where who they are as MCs because they're kind of right. annoying at points. But yeah, they're late. This yeah, is my favorite are. Booty Brown verse. The fourth verse, maybe? Because um, he was just one. Um, I guess reading the it. The funniest one? Uh, I, to me. <laughs> Fat Lip okay. was trying to be the funniest. 
Yeah, that, that nigga's not funny. That but Booty Brown weird. also had weird bro, shit. Like, he says something in here about, uh, I'm the one that kicked your daddy in the nuts, and that's why you were fucked up before you ran in your mama's guts or something like that. And I guess what yeah. he was, I, I understand what he was going for, but it doesn't really make sense to me. Um, it's them trying to be clowning. They're trying to be, they're trying to be funny. They're trying to be funny, they're bro. they're not funny. They're not funny, yeah. bro. They don't make jokes. They just say things that they are say they're kind trying, they're, of outlandish. It's just all shock value. It's all cheap. Yeah, they're trying to do like the, they're trying to do like the dark comedy, but it's not working. Well, you know what it is? This shit is actually dark. You know what I think it is, Drew? And you'll get this. So when there was like weird dudes around you when you were a kid, you know, you just call him like the funny guy, but he wasn't actually right. like, like humor funny. He was just right. fucking weird. I feel right. like all of these guys were the guys in the right. group that were so weird that, that, that no one knew how to label them. So they were just like, these motherfuckers right. is funny. Here comes these far side funny dudes. Right. And like they thought that meant they were humorous. So they tried to be humorous. But it's like, no, we weren't saying that because you were funny haha it was saying because you're funny like what the fuck are you doing the fuck is wrong with this yeah. nigga yeah yeah and they they somehow got together and made an album of that <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. that's what this album is yeah. and we're yeah. now we are now what we're five, five. we're five songs in right yeah. i i feel weird joe i want to <laughs> turn this shit off you get what i'm saying I don't want to listen to this shit no more because it's weird. You get what I'm like. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's not like oh yeah, like this is cool. Like look, 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 beats, all that, all that is cool. The beats are good, but how? Like how I am, how I hear shit. I can't unhear this shit. Therefore, I want to turn it off because it's like I can't, yeah. I can't take too much more of this. <laughs> This is this is weird. You well, we got weird, we got a bro. handful of more tracks. I don't want to. So I don't want to. I don't want to pass the blunt to you. I don't want to smoke with you, bro. Right. I'm good on that. Like I see y'all from a distance. I may not even give y'all a head nod. I'm looking the other way. <laughs> you niggas are weird, bro. Like, like that's what Drew, this is shit that far is. side over there? You'd be like, yeah, yeah. Let's keep it moving. That's yeah, far fuck side. that. We ain't going over there. Go this way. This is this is '92, and they're very. Their sound is even dated for 92. A, a lot of the sound of the way they put this together and the vocal production and the way they spit their rhymes sounds older than 92. Yeah. And especially it's that group gang vocal ad lib track. Right. That if you put that on any track, it makes it sound like it's from 1984. Correct. It yeah. doesn't matter when it was made. Unless it's that's Jurassic what it 5, sounds like. which sounds like 94. <laughs> <laughs> right, which sounds like not an exclusively 94 <laughs> even their 96 yeah, album 94. sounds like 94 yeah yeah it does sound dated too and they sound like children they sound like children who found their dad's two live crew hip-hop cassettes yes and then started and then started I've read that they were dancers before they were this. two they of were them like were all yeah. professional yeah. dancers and shit they were like, party not, dudes Sure. Yeah. But yeah. like we but like we like weird shit though, bro. Like this song he says if there's a tussle I'm down to kick some butthole. It's the first time I ever heard the word butthole on a song and I remember that specifically yeah. when I was like 11 when I heard right. this shit. <laughs> right. Like do you know you but know, that's kid you know shit. who that's their children. What I wrote around here on track 7 is when I like that's when I that's 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 when I actually wrote this cuz I don't even count track 6 as a fucking skit. Oh yeah, it's track just, 6 is if I were president. It's it's dumb. It's a weird it's, skit. It's dumb. It's a weird it's a weird skit. It make once again their hu- their humor is weird, bro. They're not funny. They're not funny. I don't understand. They're fucking why weird. His joke. 
his joke in his if I were president thing is if I were president, I would have new sneakers. Yeah. That's his joke. Yeah. Right. That's the joke. Right. Right. If I were president, well, that's the I that's how the joke ends. I don't think that was the the writing of the joke. The execution is just so bad that that's what I get from it too. No, that is the joke. But it's, I I think the it's not even a joke. But I think the it's point nothing. is to and they were trying to, to be deep. They were trying to be deep. They're not trying to be. They deep. were They're trying to be funny. No, They're they were trying, trying to, to be, be funny, deep bro. With a humorous delivery of being deep. I don't well, they didn't do a good job. They didn't at all. I think they're trying to be funny. Well, and they're not. Either way, they funny. didn't. They didn't succeed. Either way, with this <laughs> skit, they no didn't. Who's they right didn't. Or who's wrong? You're right. It, they it, didn't it, succeed. It, it, it was like it's like no. It went over our heads. Still no. Maybe yeah. I just don't get it. It's it's a no. Though. They were trying to show the point of view of a different Black American than what most people were getting from rap, and I get that. But right. The, I only know that because I know them as a whole in the context of the whole of hip hop music. Just listen right. to this. I don't get that at all. But I do believe that was their point because I know who they are and what they tried to do. If that makes <sighs> sense. Well, it does make sense. They're just not good at it. Yeah, bro. this is a bad execution. They're fucking lame. Right. Like when you get to, at, 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 at song seven, track seven, I, the Soul I, Flower I remix. Track, yeah. What is it? What is it? The Soul Flower, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm I'm very excited to hear your note. I don't know why it was it's called, called the remix, remix right? Because the first Far Side song was Soul Flower, and it was released not on their own album, but on the album of a group called the Brand New Heavies. Okay, who were their label mates, and they had the album compilation called uh, Heavy Rhyme Experiences Volume One, and the original Soul okay. Flower was on there. Okay, huh. I need to hear your okay. notes, Drew. Is this is this the song when he said the far side is coming and I hope we're not whack? Is that is that this <laughs> I think one? it is this, yes. When yeah. he said that shit. Yeah. And I said, I and said I hope we're not whack. I said it's a little too late for that. <laughs> because I already think this shit is whack. It's whack as shit. But like they sound they like they sound like the group that's about to go on at the talent show. <laughs> but they have no they have no talent. But or everybody material. or material or, or material and everybody like convinced them like to like like to do this shit so they can like laugh at them. But these niggas were dead ass serious and they were like, we're going to go on a talent show and they get up there and they just get booed because they fucking suck. You know what I'm saying? It's like you even no, their parents we, we, go out yeah, for a cigarette. Yeah, break. we told y'all you niggas could sing, but we were fucking lying. You niggas really thought you could sing? No, bro. You fucking suck. Yeah, this you is all even, suck, bro. It's one of my least favorite beats on the album, too. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. Fat Lip has this really weird moment on here where he says, "If Magic can admit he got AIDS, fuck it, I got herpes." Which I, I just yeah. What's right. the point of that? Why? There's no point. Like, There's no point. Maybe you're. What are they you're doing? Trying to be open. You're trying to be funny. Whatever it is, it doesn't work. Like no. I remember Big L around this same time rapping about having AIDS, and it was funny. It was provoking. It was like it made sense. Yeah, this right. Isn't, this isn't funny. Yeah. And saying like, oh, if he has AIDS, I have herpes. In this way is like, it's not funny. It's not no. eye opening. It doesn't rhyme no. cool. Like it. It's a no. pointless moment of weirdness again. I, I wrote one word in the note here, and that's banana fanafuno. Uh, Slim Kid 3 says banana fanafuno in his verse. Uh, and this, this chorus is childish and annoying. I think it's like that one. Yeah. yeah. 
Banana Fanafuno, like, come on, motherfucker. You banana fanafunoing me. Yo, that's next week when you introduce me on the banana fanafumo me on your own. Yo, next week when you introduce us on the on the podcast, I need to be, you know, your favorite curmudgeon King Petty, aka Banana Fanafuno. (laughs) Banana Fanafuno. Banana Fanafuno. Yeah, this is Banana Fanafuno now. This song disappoints me for sure. This song is not is not good. It's not good. It's not a good song. Um, Imani annoys me especially a lot of the time. His verses, like I just want his verses to be. Yeah, he's my least favorite. What he's saying, it's just the way he sounds. So now, before we start the next song, we want to break after this or before this because this is a big one. Let's let's break after this okay. one because it's there's 16 tracks. So track so, eight okay. is on the DL. On the DL once again listen, featuring Buckley. Listen, let me say, let me say, I want to talk about this one first, okay? Because <laughs> okay. I think this is the one song on this album I actually kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> I like this beat a lot. Oh, so this, the beat is great. I like it. No, no, no. Listen, I like it a lot. Yeah. This beat. Is incredible. This is my favorite beat on the album. I love with this. And Slim Kid 3's verse here is good. He sounds like a real rapper. He doesn't sound like he's being childish and stupid and right. all over the fucking place. Right. Slim Kid 3 is rapping here. Right. And he's doing a good job. So he was I don't probably the his best lyrics, rapper and I of like the group his at this time, right? Yeah, yeah. he probably now, was. Here's, here's the problem with what you said, because I agree with it. Again, this is another loose concept song about like, yeah. I guess kind of similar to the last one about like getting caught something like, oh shit, right? Right. Yeah. But Slim Kid 3's verse is dope and I agree with you. It's good. But I have no it's idea so what good. he's on the DL about. Right. I know. It doesn't make sense with the concept of the song. I'm just happy that somebody on this album delivered a great verse on and a fantastic to rap. beat. Yeah. But then the second verse Two, happens, and all of a sudden we're in jerk off land, and it ruins this is, the yeah, this whole is Buckwheat thing. again. It's the guy I mentioned a couple of tracks ago. It was their friend Buckwheat? Yeah. This whole thing is, is, is not only here? about jerking off; it's weirdly like visually descriptive. And what's unfortunate yeah. is now here's my problem because normally when someone raps something so visually descriptive that I can see it, I'm happy about that. Yeah. And I think you're a good MC. Yeah. I wish he was terrible at it. Because I don't want to picture you picture fucking rubbing the top of your dick, and <laughs> the whole thing is just a problem for me. <laughs> yeah. And he's unfortunately descriptive, and I'm just like, cool, bro. Like, you could have been abstract and made this a little bit more. You're is like, yo, watch me jerk off. Gay, maybe? <laughs> yeah. It's, is that really? I mean, it's fine. Like, I don't care. Bro, but, like, like Royce, Royce the Five Nine has this song called My Friend, which if you guys don't know it, you should look it up. And it's it's a long, loose concept that's kind of obvious, but not obvious about being about his dick. My friend is his right. dick. And a lot okay. of the song, there's a whole verse about jerking off. But it's like a fun concept about like beating up his friend. And while it's right. a little bit cringy, right. he makes it enough disguise that it's like, okay, at least you were trying to go somewhere. I mean, there's well, a reason yeah. it was and never ta- on an album, we right? About, yeah. we talked I mean, about Jonah, cookies. you know, Jonah Lucas got that song that's like right, that yeah, too. yeah, and cookies. This one's like, I pulled my hard penis out and rubbed the knob yeah. with my palm. Yeah, like, <laughs> and it's I like, was touching yeah. my penis. My penis is hard. I want to ejaculate <laughs> from my penis. Uh. That's what he's rapping, basically. 
Man, that's pretty much what, what he's saying. What makes it even weirder for me is... I had sex last night, and I'm thinking about it, and I want to ejaculate from my penis. That's what this verse <laughs> Yeah, right. right. I hope she doesn't that's wake not up. A joke. I hope she doesn't wake up. That's not a joke. And then, right. It's not but funny. Amani's next verse is about shooting someone and hoping you don't get caught. So it's right. like, yo, how did we go from this dude was jerking off to me being like, yo, I'm so gangsta, I shot someone, and I hope I don't get caught. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys are in the same crew? In the same group of dudes is the jerk off guy and the and the shooter. It's one of the late, but here's the thing though, it's a it's a it's annoying because it's the la- it's it's very lame, bro. Like you telling me you got a woman in your bed? Well, yes. And yeah. you want to go jerk off, bro? And you proceed to tell me about that shit, nigga? Don't tell me about that. You got a girl he didn't in even your tell her. bed, he bro? His what the fuck are you talking about, bro? <laughs> Go, go he's get that. What are you talking about? To wake her up too. <laughs> what are you, what the so fuck, he can bro? have a story to no, tell his boys about. Go wake her up with some dick, bro. Go drop her. Go drop dick off. <laughs> wake her up with that, bro. The fuck are you talking about? This is how you, you know are, they were. You, a you rather crew sit too. in the. You rather sit in the bathroom and be a fucking weirdo and jerk off. <laughs> yo, if you, when you got a naked girl in your bed, bro. Yo, if we were hanging out weirdo? and you started telling me a story about like, yo, guess what I did last night, yo? I had this shorty in the bed and I was jerking off. I'd be like, yo, shut the fuck up and go back over there. Right, what the fuck is wrong yeah. with you? Get the fuck off my phone, nigga. Ma- why'd you call me? Right, for what the, the fuck, real, bro? Listen, what he's, what he's saying in this song is he's bragging to his friends that he had sex, and then the next morning, he jerked off in her bathroom <laughs> and tried Quietly. not to wake her up. And tried not to wake her that up. That is fucking creepy. Oh, and he's going to give creepy. you weird. explicit details. And these guys are lame. fucking weird. Yeah. Lame. Bizarre. It's super duper lame. We should take bro. a break. This doesn't age well. We should take a break. No. This doesn't age well at all. Yeah, so let's take a break. That's fine. Why don't we take a break while we, we reevaluate what we're doing with yeah. this podcast? Let's <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with the rest of our discussion of. This is our ride to the far side. Where are we going? Who fucking knows? I have no idea. On. Today's episode of Gold Don't Rust is brought to you by a new product from Juicy J. Yeah, 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 man. Juicy J is releasing a new product right now for those moments in life. When Juicy J needs to help you with that dookie spray. Yes, sir. Help with that dookie spray. Yes. With Juicy J's Juicy A bidets. Juicy Get J's a Juicy, juicy a, a bidet. From Juicy J. Juicy yes, sir. J wants you to have a Juicy A. Uh-huh. With his new bidets. With his new bidets for your poopy spray. It's Juicy J's Juicy A bidets. Made for your poopy spray. Yep. To get your poopy blues away. With Juicy J, Juicy J's, Juicy J's, yeah. Think about it, Drew. When you have diarrhea, yes. And let's face it, we all get diarrhea. Sometimes, if you eat the wrong thing, yes. Yeah, or you're or you're constipated. You might take a laxative, right? You know, you you never know what life's going to throw your way. You want to spray that toilet, yeah, for sure. Your digestion. You listen. (laughs) Sometimes you got to piss out your butt. We all know this. And when that happens, what's the worst part, Drew? The worst part is that is that is that that that, that splashback, bro. It's the splashback, but you know what's worse than the splashback? What? 
when you wipe so much that it starts the wipe, to wipe. Yeah, the wipe is the wipe you get is that painful. It's, it, it sucks. You got to keep wiping and wiping and wiping. You got to keep wiping and wiping, and it hurts so bad. Think about it this way: now with Juicy's Juicy A bidet, you're not going to have a sore butt from wiping after all your diarrhea. You right. can take laxatives anytime you want. Yes. Juicy J's Juicy A bidets comes with a built-in dry feature. So then when you really, so you really, when you really get in there and get that spray, you really going to stay dry. Stay dry. First you're juicy, then you're dry. That's right, man. With that Juicy A, that Juicy J's Juicy A bidets. For your dookie spray, because the poopy may ookie stay. That's right. <laughs> you have to blast the poopy away. With juicy That's right. J's, With Juicy J's Juicy, juicy A, A bidets. Try one out today. Yeah, right. That's right, right there. I'm, I'm about to go get one. For you real, for get real. One of those bidets? Hell yeah. You got to clean that butt. <laughs> you got to have a clean butt, bro. <laughs> here go don't rust yes sir i got pat here i got yeah, rick yeah. here what up we're, we're 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 going up on this roller coaster and i just i want to get off so i don't like roller coasters to begin let's with hurry. So. oh you don't like roller coasters bro nah oh then you can't come to the amusement park with me i've been on and exactly zero in my life with me. I'll, I'll hold the girls purses i'll stay with the kids who can't ride i'm good i don't right, i don't then, do that then, that's then, that's, then that's your job and you get and yeah, you make sure you, you find all the good food and we good yeah, I mean, the only, the the only bizarre rides I want to take are, are psychedelic or yeah. Music. This bizarre ride, I don't want. I don't. I want to get off this ride. So where are we back at? Track nine. We're back at. Uh, we're back we at, track at track nine. nine. It's another interlude. It's pack the pipe interlude. It's another one of those things that refers to a song that comes later. Later. It's, it's weird. stupid. It yeah. doesn't need to be here. Let's keep it the fuck moving. Right. The only purpose it served, and I'll bring it up just because of context. Uh, we happened to split at the right moment. That track was the first side on, or the first song on side B of the cassette. Or so they the started. Vinyl. They started side so, B with weird things that don't. Right, but it was it was another that was often apparent on releases back then that back were then. meant for two sided mm-hmm. vinyl or two sided cassette, where right. it was just something to ease you in to mm-hmm. know that you were on the right side of the record. Right. Okay. So that makes sense. not that it makes it a good track, but I it get what they were purpose. doing with it. At, for yeah. the time it played its purpose. Right. It was functional. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's fine. I'm not mad at it. That's fine. All right. Then it's track number 10. Officer. Off, officer. The beat sounds old school off rip. It's supposed to, I guess. Is this them mocking like 80s anti-cop rap? I'm so glad you brought that up, Pat. And that's so perceptive of you. I'm so proud of you. Because Nerd Rick is an alert here. Like heads up to everybody, I'm about to be the the hip hop snob. But oh god, uh, no, not everybody, too bad. No, not too bad. Not too bad. Fast forward. No, don't say it like that. I'm gonna answer your question, but like I'm gonna answer your question because you're, you're asking the right question. Like I'm not. Yeah. It's not no, too I bad. I know. I know. I'm just fucking um, with so you. this song in content is clearly similar to like a public enemy type song, right? Right. 
It was their their conscious song, their Black Power song, their lease, right? Um, but what you bring up sonically was intentional as a public enemy tribute in multiple ways. So it starts off with the dude saying, yo, fat lip, man, yo, man, they trying to run a power move on us, man, right? That's very obviously Flava Flav influenced. Because mm-hmm. Flava Flav used to just kind of ramble about exactly about you know what Chuck D was about to say, and that's what this intro is. And then there's two distinct sounds on the beat that not only call reference to stuff like Public Enemy, like you brought up sonically, but specifically are what Public Enemy used. There's that saxophone sound. is actually a uh, J- the JB's sample from a song called The Grunt that okay. Public Enemy used multiple times. Okay. And then the drum beat is, I recognize it without looking it up, the drum beat is James Brown, Funky Drummer. Mm-hmm. But that okay. was a staple of the Bomb Squad and the Public Enemy right. production team. Right. So literally, right. this song is intentionally there to uh, the Black Power type of rap. So then it's even lamer because they're trying to be sincere. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree. So that's what falls flat. I'm glad they, they jumped in on this, and I'm glad they made it so obvious to someone like me what they were doing. But their execution of it is kind of weak. Yeah. It was lame. They're not, they're not the type of dudes who should be doing this, in my opinion. No. no. Not to say that they shouldn't have opinions personally, because I'm not judging that. But musically, they're... I'm annoyed by this song. Yeah. This song annoys me. Sincerely, I have to turn this off. A verse in. I can't do this. Why yeah. does it annoy you so much? Because it's so clearly trying to be. I think that's where they fail in execution. Else. It's acting under such a pretense that you can't take it seriously. It sounds like it sounds it's derivative. trying to be satire. Yeah, that's I asked my problem if it with was it. Was a joke, right? Because it sounds like it's satire. I don't right. take it as satire. I take especially it as... with the tone of the rest of this album. Don't give me a tribute to Chuck D. Don't right. don't do that right. when the rest of your album is about jerking off in the bathroom and trying right. to not wake her up. Right. I think Don't their execution is bad. Because it I, makes it sound like you're making fun of this. And that's where I think they fall flat, because I don't think their intent was satire. It's just their style is so satire. weird, and their execution of being anything but weird falls so flat that it has to come off that way. And I think that's unfortunate, because I don't think that's what they do. That's how it comes off. Because the rest of the album is so right. Fuck. There's a there is a verse that is a phone call where a guy is talking about eating a girl's brains to her. Right. That is a verse <laughs> on this album. You're being weird, bro. You talking about? Drew, how do you feel about this song? I don't like this song. Yeah. I'm sorry at all. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. And I don't know why they tried to do it, and it makes them more lame. Yeah. It makes them more lame. Yeah, it I agree. It d- shows that they're fucking lame. Yeah. They're re- yeah. They really are just lame. They're just lame dudes. Yeah. Not, so I will say the next song, one. track 11, is one uh, of the two songs in this album I actually really like. You like this shit? I do like uh, this a lot. I find this song funny. I find it funky. I like the beat a uh, lot. Uh, I love the fake knowledge intro where they're like, yo, man, be conscious rapper. And then they just go the opposite way. I think this is their lane. I think this goofy, ridiculous, over-the-top, playful shit is what they should be doing. They should have done more of this. 
Yes. But also, I can't help to think that A Tribe Called Quest could have made this song and it could have been much better. It just would have been better. See, but I think the point of this song is to be hilariously goofy. Yes. But it's not funny. I find it funny. This has all of the charm as an episode of Yo Mama with Wilmer Valderrama. No, this is so much funny. (laughs) This This is the dozens right here, bro. This is real ripping from... Come We're on, just going like, to get some ammo on him. No, nah, like sh- ammo. shit like where he says, mama? uh, yeah, of course, I've that ammo on before. him. Yeah, get some ammo on him. When Fat Lip says <laughs> your mama got a glass eye with a fish in it, I laugh at that. That's funny to me. That's a classic your mama joke. Or like yeah. Booty Brown says, uh, like she got the glass titty filled up with Kool Aid. That's funny to me. Right. There that's, was that's there the was, dozens to me. There was some funny things mm. on here. This is the one song, and even I have it in my notes. It's the one song that I'm like, all right, I can deal with this, but yeah. I would have been fine if the whole album was this. Exactly. That's and why I like tried this. Song. To this figure is exactly it out. their vibe. I find it funny. funny. I don't. Find he says it. your mama some got the wooden funny, legs yeah. with the real feet. That's yeah. fucking funny. Some of it. Some of it's funny. It is. <laughs> he it's says funny. your mama got wooden legs with real feet. That's fucking yeah, funny. It's Pat. funny. Don't tell me it's not. It's funny. <laughs> it's fucking funny. <laughs> it's funny. I guess. I guess at this point in the record, it's more that twelve-year-old boy. I also like that they kind of make that. I'm, I'm already graded with this at this point. Too. I get that. Yeah. Right. But this is the this is the best example this is of just it. Just like over the top. But even like the little hook they do, it's like, you know, naked on a mountaintop. What do they say? To- tooting on a flute. Flizzoot. Riding on a horse, drinking whiskey, whiskey from a boot. A, biz- a bizoot. Well, some of them say that. Some of them don't. Yeah. But right. yeah. And then it's like the, she got the teeth of an African bat or whatever else. Right. And then they add their own part. And it's like, she got the glass eye with the fish in it. She got the wooden legs with the real feet. Like, that shit's <laughs> funny to me. That's funny. Right. That's like, reminds me of smoking weed with my homies or getting drunk with my homies. And then pointing out people walking by and being like, yo, that motherfucker looks like this. And you're just clowning. Right. It's, yeah. the, it's the, it's the get them from how high. Get yeah, they're literally, just, they're literally just, it's the just clowning. It's, yeah, that's what that's it all is. I love it. I love this song a lot. And I still do. The beat's great. The lyrics are great. It's fun. We go to the okay. next song, which is Pass All-time Me classic. By. Yeah. Pass All-time classic. By. But now, the way Pat, beat, Pat just said Pass Me By like he doesn't even like this song. This beat, this beat is classic. This beat is the whole song is classic. I love this beat. This beat is ridiculously. I it's love like it's, it's great. This hook, yeah, yeah. There is a reason that the only thing people know in culture from this entire album is this is this beat and hook, not the verses yeah. even. Yeah, just this beat and hook. Because well, but most people know it because of is Joe the, is the best moment. On this album. Right. But most people know it because Joe used it for Stutter. Right. Right. That song was enormous. Huge. Yeah, it was huge. And the hook on that shit was, my dear, my dear, my dear, you, you do not know, know me, me, but I know you very me, well. Me, That's from Fat Lip on this. And it was the same beat, yep. too. Yep. But I like right. this song. So this song is like child, childish and playful in a way that is cool to the concept to me. Because the whole song is about like childhood loves that never really grew to what they should be. Yeah, right. one one dude's in love with his teacher. One dude's in love with the girl in his class. Right. Um. And the way they're describing it is like being thirteen or fourteen, which I guess I loved a lot when it came out because I was that kid, right? I was that yeah. age. Right. Yeah. But, me too. Right. But I do think this is a unique and well executed concept. This song is this song's not bad. Yeah, and this reached uh, I think number three 
on the rap and yeah or R and B and hip hop. There's, there's a reason this is the song. Uh, this beat is so atmospheric. Yeah. It's such a classic. If it was made now, it would still be current. This it's, is a top. It's time. Probably what top hundred hip hop singles ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably I mean, Pitchfork had this as their number one, number forty one of the top two hundred songs of the nineties of any genre. Right. So this is it's well regarded as well. Right. Yeah. They do sound like lames a little bit, though. They're lame, bro. If you break down the lyrics, for sure. But I think the point is, the point of the song is that it's okay to be a lame, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I do understand the... Which is... um, We've all had those those things in life and those relationships in life that didn't work out or shot sure you sure sure you sure feel that regret right. of that thing yeah right. I we've all been there it's 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 a relatable feeling yes it's not typically what people would make a song about though and that is that is a risk and in this you case, know what the weirdest off. parallel I can come up with in pop music uh, songwriting is um, what that? I forget which eighties hair metal band it is but hot for teacher right who is that. Is that uh, Van Halen? I think it's Van Halen. Sure. But that song's about like being in love with your hot teacher, and that's kind of what a lot of this song is about, too. Right. But I don't know. I I love this song. I like... I'm surprised it's not about jerking off to your hot teacher. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sure that's... There's probably a B-side somewhere of them just jerking off, thinking about teachers. I will Mm -hmm. say the second verse annoys me because, I mean, he's he's writing graffiti. Which one's the second verse? Booty Brown? Uh, I guess I guess so. What he's he what no, he's writing? Oh no, Slim, I actually like Slim Kid's verse. He's writing he's writing the graffiti. He's writing his he name is, up there. Yeah. yeah. So he's like committing the crime for this chick, and then he still don't say nothing to the chick. Like, that's dumb, bro. <laughs> that's fucking dumb. <laughs> like, what do you like? Why did you do all that then, my nigga? Why would you do all that and then not say anything? What the I fuck is say, wrong with you? Pat, earlier you said that like Amani has your least favorite <laughs> verses on, on all the songs, right? Yeah. This is on this song he says he was a broody to a nincompoop. Yeah, I know he does. Again, they do just kind of sound like lames. Like I'm saying, the lame. The, the relatable feeling of, you know, there's there's a, a love that passes you by or a connection right, you didn't right, make right, or right. some kind of misconnection, you know. There was a whole Craigslist forum about misconnections. I understand that. Right. But when I say they're lame, what they say is kind of lame. Have you ever yeah, even man. jokingly called someone a Rudy Toot or a nincompoop, or a nincompoop in your life? No. And I've <laughs> no, also never heard... I'm not a herb. I've never heard of a nigga <laughs> make a verse... About a girl that he's writing a letter to, and he pours his heart out in this letter, and then he mails it out, and then it comes back because you didn't put a stamp on it, nigga. What the fuck is back, wrong with you? Return to sender. Don't you know Damn. that shit, bro? You need to put a fucking stamp on your shit, you lame nigga. That's why it came back, stupid. Why would you write this whole thing and not put a stamp on it? That's so dumb, bro. Put a fucking Yo, stamp on your shit, I, man. I never think of that when listening to this song, What the bro, fuck so is funny. wrong with you, bro? Are you serious? <laughs> so you, you're telling me you didn't put a stamp on this shit, and then you still are never going to get her because it's not like you're going to go talk to her because you Especially were lame nigga. You, you, That's you why you wrote the he note. He was collecting stamps, too. He was collecting But you can't stamps. even send a note out right, you lame nigga. This terrible, bro. Like, these boys are lame. I like this song. Yes. I love the beat. Yes. But Drew, you niggas are lame, bro. bro. That's super funny, bro. The fuck? That's super funny. 
the fuck is wrong oh, with shit. you, bro? And All right. Honestly, honestly, he's he's right too, though. So again, I, I'm not sure what they're trying to to do, though. And they do sound like lames. I, I, I don't know how else to put it. Listening to it now, all I can all I can hear is cheesy young boys just being like dick swaggy 12 year old adolescents like so i think what drew just brought up just brought me in the moment to a realization about far side and why i like but don't love them and why they they constantly fall flat for me especially on this album they have a lot of tools to be good mcs in my opinion their voices are cool their approach is different their rhyme patterns and structures are different their flows are unique and they go did different pockets which was a big west way but like they fall flat right at the end of each attribute. Like they're actually all really good visual storytellers. They describe what they're doing very well, but either you don't want to hear what the fuck story they're telling, or you can't possibly relate because the end of the story doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, and because it, they lame. keep having this this hump to get over that they purposely run into instead of trying to go over. And it's I because just don't they're get lame. It. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't. It's because they're well. herbs, bro. Yeah, they're fucking herbs. They rather jerk off in the fucking bathroom than go get the damn pussy. What the fuck? Why are you so good at describing that? But you can't be so good at describing a better story that we want to listen to. Right, that's my problem. And there, Drew said it best. There's a verse where you write a love letter and don't put a stamp on it. Exactly. That's your your punchline, right? That's what I'm saying. You're not funny. You're not making good emotional. You're just failing. Your stories are bad. You're you're falling down everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere, this is a bro. goddamn mess. Why do All I right. want to hear this song? Let's move on to the next track. Damn mess. It's a great song, though. It is. It's a great mess. It's a. It's a beautiful. It's a great song, but it is not good. We could so, break it down. Yes. Track thirteen is other fish. Other fish. So this is the one song in the album not produced by Jay Swift. Yeah. Yeah. It shows. Um, what happened was it's the only beat I dislike greatly. Yeah, me too. And what happened was Jay Swift before this album got put out, started to get like a little weird about how he stood in the group and didn't think he was being appreciated appropriately or compensated appropriately. Mm. So he said, if you don't give me this, I'm out. And they were like, ha ha ha, see ya. So he was out. And then ever since then, he's had a serious drug problem and it's unfortunate. I've seen him on many interviews and documentaries and shit, but damn, this song was made with their new guy, L.A.J., before the album was pressed and put out, but and uh, it's also a solo song, right? It's just Slim Kid Three. Yeah, yeah. I really don't understand the purpose of including this song, other than wanting to show they had something that wasn't with Jay Swift. It's kind of a similar concept to "Passing Me By," "Requited Love," right? Um, but Slim Kid Three is not that cool as an MC. No. It have, sucks. Yeah, right. it's the beat this is not song, good. This song, this song is bad, bro. Yeah, it it's, sucks. It's absolutely. Terrible. And this was a single too, which means this, they were really right. trying to force this shit. This is absolutely awful from yeah. the from the beat to the flows to the hook to the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything about this it fails on every metric. It's this just song not. is terrible. And I also don't. This doesn't. It's just not it. And like. There's times where, like, like think of Wu-Tang's first album, where they had the song that was just Jizza or the song mm-hmm. that was just Method Man, where it's like a group highlighting a guy, 
but when you do it, you do it well, right? It's just right. like, oh shit, this is why this guy's rapping by himself. I think the most unremarkable, um, from a raw talent perspective, MC of the group. Slim Kid 3 is the most regular guy to me of all of them. And he doesn't really come with anything very special rhythmically or written-wise no. or even concept-wise because it's the same concept as the last song. That's what I'm saying. That's what I have it's in like, my notes. It's almost like having you, God, do a generic fucking song on the first Wu-Tang album. It's like, why are you doing this? Right, why'd Show you do that? Show us something special. You didn't right. do anything different. That's what yeah. I have in the notes. You did nothing. You just yeah. gave us a, a, another song, only you just gave us a whole, like, two, three verses of you just failing. Because yeah. you're a lame. unfortunate it's, track. It's it's entirely forgettable. There's not yeah. a single right. good moment of anything on here. This is a, this is this is horse shit. Right. <laughs> yes. This is Agreed. bad, bad. Not good. so much so that I like the next track better, and the next track's just a stupid skit that means nothing. Quentin's on the way. Yeah. It's yeah. Just about it's about getting excited because your weed man's bringing some weed over. Um, Quentin yeah, was their it. weed man. It's long. It is there's a, too there's long. There's a lot of them talking about Quentin coming over, yeah. and I, I do think it's a I don't care. It's a good interlude into the song that's next about weed, but sure. I don't know why it needs to be this long. This could have been like 15 seconds at the beginning of the song. It could have been yeah. perfect. It could have been perfectly fine if they just said, right. "Quentin's on the way." Quentin's on yeah. the way, or whatever, and then boom. And then oh, the next Done. song, "Pack the Pipe." Um, here's what my notes say: worst weed song ever. Yeah, so it's a terrible weed song. The easy to find people to smoke with, but when I used to smoke alone, I would hit the bong and I would listen to Far Side Lab Cab, and it was like the perfect listening to weed music, but almost because it wasn't about smoking weed. Mm, right, if that makes sense. Like when I we've talked on the Bone Thugs episode, etc., where there's like weed songs that I would put on when a bunch of us were smoking together. But when I wanted to listen alone to music when I was smoking, I just wanted to listen to shit that made me feel cool. And like, I would never listen to this because this is a, this sounds like a weed song. And I know this isn't the case because I know who Farsight is and what they're about. But this sounds like a weed song from the dudes who hadn't smoked that much weed. And that's unfortunate. It sounds like the lames who are lying on what they do on the weekends and they're lying on their dick and they're lying on the fact that they smoke weed and. They sound like her. They were too busy jerking off to smoke talking weed. Talking about weed. You know, yeah. what this, you know what this sounds like? Yeah. You know how there was a song that sounded like they listened to a bunch of Public Enemy and then made a song? <laughs> yeah. This sounds like they listened to a bunch of Cypress Hill and made a song. That's actually not a terrible... <laughs> That's uh, what they did. It's <laughs> not a terrible review <laughs> there, Pat. It's, it's not original at, at all. all. Yeah. I at do like all, the beat, bro. I like the beat. Yeah, I mean, but it doesn't... What I what I, I have mean, in my notes even is sounds like Cypress Hill. Yeah, you 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 guys ruined it. You all ruined it because <laughs> the beat the beat's not bad. Yeah, but you all ruined it. Like, how do you ruin a weed song, bro? It's about weed. It should be a glorious song. There's so <laughs> many songs about weed. These niggas make a song about weed and it fucking sucks, bro. How do you do yeah, that? Yeah, they were definitely smoking something with their weed. Definitely, they're they're straight up yelling. I've never heard a weed song that's like, ah, the Especially think of like the weed songs at the time. Like this was around the chronic time. Like this was the the smoothed out weed shit. That's what I'm saying. And then here come these niggas. Just being all yelling and being fucking fucking weird. ADHD. Right. Like these are the the niggas. Like these dudes are over. Like they're over in the corner, like screaming. 
Like <laughs> smacking each other in the balls, doing yeah. weird shit, <laughs> going ah, ah, ah. That's who these niggas are, bro. <laughs> they're on I don't want what they're smoking. They got, yeah. they got, they got other stuff in their in their weed. I don't want that shit. Our weed got us over here chilling. You're these niggas enough. over there having a whole fucking ah. See now, what's funny, Pat? The fuck is- wrong with you? You made the point about how the Public Enemy song sounded like they listened to Public Enemy and tried to make a song like it and failed. <laughs> yeah. And then Pack the Pipe was they listened to Cypress Hill and tried to make a song, song like it and it failed, failed, right? Yeah. We moved to the last track, track 16, Return of the B-Boy. My yeah. note on this is, this is a fake... An 80s B-Boy. I wrote, this yeah. is a fake 80s tribute. What the fuck is this shit, bro? <laughs> yeah. You, know, you want to know what I wrote in my notes? Why all of a sudden are we like... In an 80s drug dealer party, bro. Like, we're, are, like, are we at Nino Brown's? Are we at his, are we at his birthday party right this now? Sounds like is Dougie Fresh here, boys, my nigga? It? What the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. Why is this here, bro? What the fuck the, is this? They have the 80s style rhyme structure. I feel like I got to put on a, like, like a fucking chinchilla coat or something. When do we start Kangle. selling drugs, bro? Are these niggas moving weight? Are they, like, Snakes are we at a, what is this? This makes no sense. This song yeah. makes no sense yeah. to be on this album. I did laugh at the fact that the, the very last vocals you hear on the whole album are the last words on this song when he says, there's a party in your mouth. And for some reason, that just fits their entire aesthetic to me. So I did laugh at uh, that. Okay. Well, what I wrote in my notes is Pat, whenever you say, okay, you just don't agree with what I said at all. Uh, what I wrote in my notes is it's an old school B-boy thing. Are they making fun of it? Is it an exactly. homage? Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it feels like who cares, in general, man? these guys cares? had, had an idea of who they were, but I not, of, not of how to express who they were yet at all. Cause they're yeah. fucking weird. And there's songs on here where they're they're trying to imitate, and it sounds like satire because they're doing that, and it's not actually satire, but the rest of their everything, it it it's so confused. You don't know what's serious and what isn't, and they're saying so many weird fucking things. I don't know if your weird shit is a joke or not. I have a one word description of this album in my brain, and this is saying a lot because I'm all over the place, but my description of this album is frantic. Yeah. Yeah. Just so many moving parts at once that... Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's I think that that's going to do it for our track-by-track breakdown of Bizarre <laughs> Ride to the Far Side. Very bizarre ride. We've uncovered a lot tonight. We have. But now it's time to do what we always do on Gold Don't Rest and give our yeah. final thoughts on this album. And rank it on the GDR proprietary order of rust to gold. Yeah. And today we begin with Andrew Barrow. Um, I wish y'all could see his face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listening to this album, I didn't enjoy it one bit. I gotta say, I did not enjoy it. I don't like these guys. I think they fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> I really I really do and like breaking down lyrics and like really getting down to the nitty gritty of it these niggas are lame bro they are herbs to the core and I don't fuck with them at all 
jerking off in the in 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 the bathroom and making <laughs> songs about it and <laughs> making songs about being creepy to girls and stuff like screaming on your weed songs i'm just i'm not i'm not into this shit bro you're making yeah. songs about not getting the girl like this shit is lame this album's fucking lame these niggas are lame and i really don't give a fuck what anybody says maybe maybe you like this album that's fine um but what i, I am don't. gonna say is yeah. if you listen to this show and you hear and you hear us do a track by track. Really think about it the next time you listen to this album. Is what I'm saying because it's not good. These <laughs> niggas are lame. They suck. This album is a rust. I will not be listening to this bizarre ride at all anymore. No. Yeah. Okay. I'm good it on that. It gets a rust. Yeah. From yeah. Andrew Barrow. And next up. Yeah. So like I banana, said off top, the banana fanafuno. There, there I am. That's my real junior. name. Uh, like I said up top, I listen to Lab Cab still pretty regularly. And I realized once I finished listening to this in its entirety for the first time about a week ago, I realized the major difference is Jay Dilla. Not just right. in production, but in influence. So Dilla produced, or executive produced at least, uh, their second album, Lab Cab in California. Which means mm -hmm. he oversaw the whole thing. Yeah. And controlled and them a little bit. A, a product of he helped them or they needed a more mature sound. It's probably the first one more than the second one, but right. This album feels like an amateur attempt to me. Um, I do really like the production. I think Jay Swift did a really good job. It's very jazzy. It's very funky though. It does seem a little bit noisy and frantic at times. Um, these beats are fun for me. And I do think that, just from the sonic aspect of their rapping, I like these guys. They sound cool. I like their voices, I like their flows, I like their patterns. I think they execute well. Now, once I become Rick the Lyric Nerd and pay attention to what they're actually saying, there's almost no moments on this whole album that I'm comfortable saying <laughs> dope I'm seeing. Um, I do like Your Mama a lot because it's funny to me still. And I do think Passing Me By is incredible conceptually and execution wise. And I do think it's, you know, a top, um, because mm -hmm. of the overall ability to not sound whack. If you take away the context and content, I can't give it a rust, but it is a copper to rust. Um, I think it has replayability only in the fact that it sounds good because of the beats and it's fun. Um, maybe it's not the fun that you enjoy, different than, you know, guns, drugs, and whatever else was popular at the time. I do appreciate the different angle. All right. Okay. That we'll is a, a copper, copper from Rick Strip Jr. And that's time to wrap it up with my review. I understand why I had this CD when I was 15. And I understand why I thought like I liked it. Because when I was 15, I was hyper. And I was overly obsessed with my dick. <laughs> this probably... I'm still overly obsessed with my dick. But I have a nice dick. What? what? <laughs> Please edit that the fuck out. I'm gonna. Maybe. Alright, keep going. Maybe. Um, <laughs> but... 
it's very immature. And going back to it and saying how this ages, this does not age well. There's there's enough problematic moments on this album. You couldn't make it today. You could not put Fat Lips verse from For Better or For Worse on an album today. Like it's no. it's weirder than when Eminem gets weird. And that's just saying that, something. And yeah. that says a lot. Yeah. That's saying this is weirder than when Bizarre gets weird. And that's that says a lot. Something. Yeah. And they think they're being funny. It's tone deaf. Yeah. It's absolutely fucking tone deaf. The whole the, album. The guy who made these beats was an absolute genius, but apparently also a crazy person who is addicted to drugs. Like they were Correct. hyper and doing some wild shit. And there's the lyrical content on here alone is, I mean, it's inexcusable. It's absolutely 100% inexcusable on pretty much every single song. Even as we're breaking down Passing Me By, which has iconic moments in that beat and in that hook. Even the lyrical content on that song is about, I wrote you a love letter and I didn't put a stamp on it because I'm a stupid <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> She's not passing you by. You're passing yourself by, bro. It's right. Not, it's, it's relatable, but it's absolutely not relatable at the same time. They can't put a cohesive thought together. They try to storytell all over the place and it does nothing. But fail. Yeah. Yeah. This is a rust. Yeah. For yeah. as good as the beats are. Yeah. And the beats are, they're, they're, they're great. Absolutely wasted. This is West Coast Goody Mob. Yeah. If you put four, if you put four weird niggas on like these jazzy beats, this is what you're going to end up with. A bunch it's of tone deaf rap. It's very interesting you bring up Goody Mob, Pat, because I do think this has some similarities to Soul Food, which we just discussed recently. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it's, um, its eternal ranking and where it's placed on all-time lists is related a lot more to nostalgia than it is to Sonics. It has think, to be. I think where people place something like this and how people view this in the overall history of hip-hop is a lot more related to what it influenced and what it did and how different it was for its time than how it actually sounds. And I think that's kind of cool with what we do. Because we're, right. we're, even though we bring that shit up, we try. Yeah. Like right. if, you, if you were to ask me if this album was a, a rust to gold, as far as including that shit, this is a silver or gold. It's, this was a very important moment in hip hop, especially for the West Coast. But why? Right. Well, because of, it being different and it showing that being okay was being I different guess was okay. This is like their De La Soul, but they're not good. No, but they're not a, good. Like a song like Passing Me By, no one else, no one else at the time could have made. Dre wasn't making that. Snoop right. wasn't making that. That right. beat is so great. Yeah, it is. It's, so, it's, it's so ridiculous. Contextually, this is a much better album than it actually sounds like. And I think that's kind of why we do what we do. And I think that's dope. Yeah. Yeah, because honestly, this shit is not good. Yeah, I did not like it, and I would say that's going to wrap it up for our discussion on Gold Don't Rust. But today, we are going to debut a new segment on Gold Don't Rust. We are okay. We are debuting a new segment on on Gold Don't Rust, and in this segment, I don't have a name for it. Let's pick up a name on the fly here because it's a segment that is 
maybe we're not right about this. Maybe there's something about this that we're missing or we're not looking at because okay. there is a review that I'm about to share with you to blow your mind. We just gave this to Russ. And a copper. And a copper. And a copper. And on December 6th, 2020. Oh, like less than a year ago. Pitchfork yeah. gave this album a 9.3. Out of wow. 10. Wow. A 9.3. So is this segment called Passing It By? This segment is called Passing It By. Yeah. yeah. I love it. What did we miss? On Passing It By, we read another retrospective review. Okay. We go through right. another retrospective review to mm-hmm. compare it to what we think about this album and maybe try to determine where some truth is and perhaps something that we missed or something that we passed by. Passed by. Ah! I'm going to start right away with letting you know that this article opens with comparing the far side to Richard Pryor. So the only reason that might make sense, having not read the article, is in the song Your Mama That I Love, in the hook part where they say, like, and her middle name is Mudbone, and on top of all that, right. Mudbone comes from Richard comes Pryor. Comes from Richard Pryor. And I do know that. So do you, think, okay. do you think that's why they said that? There is a way to draw that parallel. I hope that's not why, because if I, I hope that if they're tying it together and making him sound like how they're funny like Richard Pryor, it's going to fail. But Before we get into this, what is this? What, who, who wrote this? What is his name? It's just from, I don't want to read names. Let's not read names. Is okay. We won't. We won't. Yeah, it's from Pitchfork. We, okay, we are never going mind. to talk about your article, Pitchfork. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. We're going to talk about it, it. It begins by talking about Richard Pryor and his importance in comedy and how he was in L.A. and also in L.A. was the Far Side, pretty nearby to where Richard okay. Pryor was once. You could find the Far Side maybe in Los Angeles, but okay. to open this. This album that's so intentionally trying to be funny and failing mm-hmm. at being funny on every level. Yeah. Pitchfork opened their article with two paragraphs on Richard Pryor. My, How do you feel? Um, even if we're wrong, mm-hmm. we can't be that wrong, first of all, right? Right. Like, even if maybe we missed it a little bit, this isn't one of the greatest of all time albums. That's for sure. It's not. It's not and you're at all. Comparing it right away to one of the greatest of all time. Of all years. time, right? Okay. So let me let me let me read this. Hold on. The only reason it makes sense for me off rip is what I just said about how contextually this album is better than it is sonically. Still think it's a reach, but the only reason it makes sense is this album did do things in the hip hop culture. But okay. nowhere near what Richard Pryor did in the community. Okay. Comedian. And let, me, let, let me read you what this article says in their tie together. This article says, <laughs> hold up at the digs. They dubbed the Far Side Manor. They worked on their debut album, Bizarre Ride to the Far Side, over the better part of 1992, elaborating on a demo tape made up of three gems, Passing Me By, Officer, and Yamama. They called Pryor's- Officer a gem, Rick. Pryor's language, gathered from bits like white and black people and black funerals, showed up in their lyrics and in the production sampled from vinyl. He was their spiritual kin. So this sounds to me like they're just feeding off of that. I feel like they're just feeding off of the Richard Pryor samples and things. I don't think they were listening to the music, bro. 
they called Richard Pryor their spiritual, spiritual kin. kin. They could have just said spirit animal or muse. They could have said it was their muse, and that would have been fine. This is so spiritual kin and ridiculous. But kin is tying it together like it's on the same level. Yeah, that's a yeah, reach. That's like not on the same on level the at all. Comedy level of Richard Pryor. And as, no, that's what as this not at all. The three of us are fans of stand up comedy, and Drew happens to be very. I happen to be a stand up comedian. This shit isn't funny at yeah. all. Yeah, there's no jokes. That actually, to me, sounds tone deaf to them. For for, for them to write yeah. that. Yeah, that sounds tone deaf. Because it's not because it what, what it sounds like is you all aren't listening to the album. You're just hearing like samples and things, and you're like, oh man. Well, that's what we got to compare it to. What the fuck are you talking about? In 2020, how are you giving this a 9.3? In 2020, 2020? how are you giving calling a woman and harassing her and saying you're going to eat her brains and she tastes intelligent while she screams at you to never (laughs) call her again? She's calling the police and laughing about it with your friends. What? In 2020, songs about jerking off in the in 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 the bathroom and hoping she don't wake up. The most really? offensive part 9.3? About, about this review to me is, even if you hadn't used Richard Pryor, just comparing this to comedy at its best is offensive to me. Because Yeah, that's offensive. They were clearly trying to be fun, Yeah, but they're not funny. Yeah, don't disrespect There's like don't three disrespect moments on the album like that. that I like laughed at. Don't do that. And two of them are on your mama. And right. Like, a dude like Redman, I laugh at 30 times throughout his album when he's not even trying to make a funny song. Exactly. There's a way because to exhibit sense funny. of humor. Doom does it. Yes. Absolutely. A lot of your favorite rappers can be funny at moments, right? Can be yes. Kanye's ODB was hilarious. way hilarious. Kanye's, Kanye's fucking hilarious. hilarious. The skits. Come on, bro. It's funny These as guys shit. have collectively, as four MCs, have less funny moments on their entire debut album than yeah. some of your favorite rappers do when they're not trying to be funny. Yeah. Because they're trying yeah. so hard to be funny. And that really hard. They are not. That parallel they're is They're not funny. Is not one actual joke on no. that whole album. Is There's there anything else in this review joke. that. They're giving the background to this album. And the background to this album isn't these guys worked so hard at their craft to become great MCs. No. The background that they're giving. Like their me, teacher was like, hey, you guys should make a group. Yeah, you guys should make a group because you're funny right? and right. you're dancers and you should all get together because you're funny and why not make a rap album? Right. And then they happen to have somebody who was on drugs but made really great beats. Yep. Yeah. And he gave them beats and then they literally jerked off on them. <laughs> yeah, they did. They jerked <laughs> off on it, bro. That's what it's they did. It's almost like the joke of what happened is funnier than the joke they were trying to tell. Yeah, man. Right. <laughs> like, these are the dudes. Do you know what? These are the dudes that put on porn in the room when there's a bunch of dudes. And they're just like, that's <laughs> funny, like right? <laughs> funny, right? And it's like, no, that's not funny, bro. Turn the porn that's off. Funny. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you guys like Why porn? would you put it's this hilarious. on? There's porn on, right? <laughs> it's so funny. Ah, you're getting hard. Are you getting hard? <laughs> yeah, you're getting hard. What the fuck is wrong with you, bro? And you're giving this album a 9.3, these guys. <laughs> See, I would... The only thing I could guess about this article is that the writer from Pitchfork didn't is, listen to it. No, I at think all. He's, I think he's a little bit older than me. He's probably right. like young forties right now, and he's yeah. probably from West Coast or fringe West Coast, like Utah or Nevada or some shit. And did he listen to the album? Well, but I think I think he's <laughs> he's doing what we try to undo, right? His nostalgia is clouding his view, right? 
because this was so different and and otherworldly to kids at that time that he's just like forever this is hey man hold this high you have to wake up you got to learn that at, at some point you're gonna have to put the nostalgia to the side yeah and, and really and album. really listen yeah. to this album bro right. this shit is not good at this all is like telling me now that eddie murphy's still funny right <laughs> like get the fuck <laughs> is like get the fuck out of this here like this album that these Cosby's dudes are weird funny. bro right exactly They're weird exactly you can't tell me you listened to this album and you thought like these verses were hard or, or like funny. this is some of like the best shit you ever heard. No, no. You can't tell me. You can't tell no. me. You listen to this and you thought a single verse made sense. No, yeah. no. It's very frantic. You're bugging, bro. It sounds like ADD from twelve-year-old kids. Yeah, on you're a bugging. You're bugging, bro. It's almost you need like to actually listen to the music. Just because there's this dude named Booty Brown, he thinks it's funny. Right. Get yeah. the fuck out of like, here. Like, oh, his boy. name's Booty. Ha. <laughs> yeah. Rick, you said nah, it was man. close to a rust. If by the nah. end of this you want to change nah. your rating, no, no, you I'm gonna it, it, bro. I'll keep it up just because of the music and just because I think they're okay. good rappers. Okay, that's fair. Sort of. This I ain't guess. this ain't it, bro. But yeah, they were this, like, I mean, and this, I mean, and they wrote so a whole article about I wanna, it. I wanna, I, w- I wanna read this. Okay. Maxed out on performing for industry suits, the group put together a different routine for one memorable audition. Oh, this is when they were still dancers. They yeah. brought. They bought one-piece mechanics coveralls and wore them without anything underneath. And this is a quote. And on our asses, we wrote the name of our band. Right down to the last ass, Trey told Barker. One letter per cheek. When the performance was over, they doffed the coveralls and literally showed their asses. Then they walked out. (laughs) What, bro? (laughs) 9.3. 9.3 that shit, bro? That's showing butt is clearly comedic genius. 9.3? These guys are are fucking herbs. Fucking lame, bro. So again, this is them painting a visual that I wish I didn't see. Because first of all, if you're wearing just overalls with nothing else, and then you drop to show your cheeks, you're showing a whole lot more. Right. 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 So we got a whole bunch of like underball going from from Right. No. Like, imagine you're the record exec or the A&R or whoever, the talent scout who's watching this. Yeah. Maybe you thought they were fun, cool. Oh, they're wearing the same outfits. They have a choreographed routine because they're dancers. That's awesome. The performance is good. Right. And they ended with that. What are you trying to sell to me? Yeah. Right. To me, that tells me you don't care what we heard. You want to leave a visual impression that's more important to you than your music, clearly. Yeah. And it's your butt cheeks. Right. 9.3. 9.3 out of 10. Pitchfork, you struggling. 9.3 out of 10. You know, I'm going to find this guy's Twitter. Y'all was reaching. I already it. know it. That's why I asked you not to read his name. And I'm going to see if he posted that he wrote this article. And I'm going to reply with our episode to it and say, you yeah, need to listen to this. Definitely, bro. <laughs> Do that. Because Pitchfork, you missed it on this, this one, bro. You missed you it, are. bro. Dead you fucking missed it. wrong, but you missed it. My You're comparing God. this shit to Richard Pryor. You're fucking tripping, bro. Hell no. Richard Pryor Spiritual is a legend. With Richard Pryor. No. Muddy Waters is Richard Pryor. Get out of here, bro. I'm flaming pitchfork right now. Get out of here, bro. You're out of your fucking mind. How dare you tell me this shit is good, bro? Nine point fucking being creepy to girls and shit. That's good. No. The the leeway of I could understand giving this like a seven. So I could two. get it for the beats and the nostalgia. Right. And, and yes. for where, like, if you're talking about this, just not just sonically, like we're trying to do. 
If you're including context, I could get giving this a 7, maybe even a 7-2. Right. But 9.3? 9.3? That's like saying this is ready to die. Yeah, this yeah is, that's this like is saying this is like stuff. on that, yeah. like this is on that level. That's like saying this is fucking Illmatic and Reasonable Doubt. Like right. that is ridiculous. That's crazy. The, the, I give this a cover. That's bizarre. I don't think it's full rust, but the best moments on this album combined into, combined into one song would still be on the cutting room floor of every other gold we've talked about. Yeah. Absolutely. So don't because tell at me the end this of the day, is a 9.3 on any fucking scale unless it's out of... It's not yeah. good, bro. So on this, on this version of Passing It By, I don't think we did. I think this person did. No, I think so they passed through, it by. So going, going through, let me, let me tell you what Pitchfork thinks about the album and the music. <laughs> oh, here we go. Simply put, every track plays its part. The skit's just what? as necessary as the songs. If what? De La Soul's Prince Paul admired the heart-rendering audio journey that concludes Stevie Wonder's Living for the City for its virtuosity and verisimilitude, the skits on Bizarre Ride succeed because they are absolutely what they appear to be, the pure shenanigans of friends fucking around. What? Recorded during an hour long, hours-long jam session arranged by Jay Swift and edited into digestible interludes after the fact, the skits find the guys rethinking the U.S. presidency and improvising a blunted Tin Pan Alley ditty about the impending arrival of their beloved weed dealer, Quentin. It's happy days are here again for Indica enthusiasts, wedged tightly into the sofa cushions. What? So this review is just as unsuccessful as the album is. The album itself. Yeah. Yeah. What I... kind of Herb wrote this review? What is what this, bro? F- fuck is he doing <laughs> what are you doing did you listen to this the far side in any way shape or form what even is the, happening even their second album that i love he just compared it to stevie wonder in <laughs> stevie virtuosity wonder, bro? <laughs> he used the word like virtuosity what bro what the fuck you is said happening? the skits make sense and they're pure <laughs> no they're s- not bro what are you fucking these talking skits about? suck bro these skits are shit and they're too fucking long so Again, I'm, I'm saying they're being so hyperbolic about this. There's a paragraph here. The early work of Kanye West, so willing to make the corny joke and memorialize a mundane experience like wanting to fight the manager at your lousy job, bears Bizarre Ride's influence. Kanye once named it his favorite album. What is J. Cole's Wet Dreams, if not a far side song with less slapstick? Is it not possible to draw a direct line from Fat Lip's deranged prank call verse on For Better or For Worse to Eminem's murderous fantasize to the first releases from Odd Future? And again, the last comparison he makes is, you know, what is For Better or For Worse if not Eminem's murderous fantasies? That's a bad comparison because Eminem's murderous fantasies are not fun to listen to. To even the best... M fans like me. And then he mentions the first releases from Odd Future, where again, that's unfair to Odd Future because those guys' weird shit is, is enthralling. It's compelling. It's worth listening to. It is. I want to hear great. Tyler say the and weird shit or Earl rap about the dark shit he raps about. Right, of things where evolve, like the evolution actually took place. And to say you can draw a straight line, I, I guess is a fair thing to say, but it's not that, though, because this shit is kind of lame at the same time, too. And that's the difference, is that this, 
this doesn't land. Uh, I mean, if open to door to it being acceptable, it's not on the merits of, of, of what it was. I mean, and that's, that's pretty much where they wrap up. I mean, Pitchfork says, Bizarre Ride to the Far Side is a 9.3. No. Gold Don't Rust formally challenges Pitchfork to re-review this album Ooh. based on the merits of the music. Just the music. Yeah, I'm I calling like out Pitchfork. I like challenging Pitchfork. So yeah, of course, check out Suburban Dope, Actual Funny. Yes, Actual Funny, Suburban Dope. Subscribe on YouTube. Help Drew get monetized. I'm going to keep saying it so you put it on a t-shirt. Yeah, man. Yes, Do you have sir. anything else to plug today? Ourselves, Gold Dome Rust Up, Gold Dome right, Rust Gold Pod, Dome Rust yeah, Pod wherever we have socials. Gold Dome Rust, Gold Dome Rust Pod, on all here. the places where you can find that on the internet. Really reviewing, really, review, really, really doing real reviews out here. Real reviews <laughs> out here, okay? We don't, we don't just listen to the album like today. And then record. Like, we sit with these albums for a week. We sure do. Before we get into it. These are real reviews over here. That's right. Which reminds me of bringing up what we're going to talk about next time. What are we talking about next time? This is going to be a fun one. What is that? We're going to talk about the RZA as Bobby Digital in stereo. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a fun one. That's a fun one. What is it? The RZA? The RZA as Bobby Digital in stereo. So he has a solo album before Wu-Tang that you'll never find when he was okay. still Prince Rakim or whatever his name was. Right, Prince Rakim. Prince Rakim. Yeah. Um, this was RZA's proper solo debut, quote-unquote. I think it was 97, 8? It says 98. Uh, RZA, yeah. RZA as Bobby Digital? Going to be a fun one. Cover looks like it's that? It's like a cartoon. Yep, yeah. that's the yeah, one. With the white background? Yep. yep. Yeah, RZA, RZA as... You don't, I, yeah, I'm guessing as Bob, from yeah, this, this conversation, Drew, gotcha. you don't know this album. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. this at all. Oh, so interesting. interesting. All right. It's going to be an interesting conversation. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, you know, join us next week. We're going to get into the RZA as Bobby Digital, and we're going to find out... We're going to find out if Pitchfork responds to our challenge, because Pitchfork, you're on notice. <laughs> yeah, bro. You're on notice... For sloppy music journalism. And he's really going to tag you with our shit, too. That's real. <laughs> with this article. Like, pull up the article, tag y'all. I don't know if we want to call episode. out all like, of Pitchfork. We'll call out this guy. We'll call out this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll, fi- we'll find you. Pitchfork published call this, you and out. it's dead Oof. wrong. <laughs> We're swinging at the Giants right now. Dead wrong, baby. Come at me. Well, next next week we'll get to hear if someone came at us or not in stereo. Yeah. All right, join us next time. <laughs> Beep boop robots. <laughs> yes, sir. On. <laughs>